Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm every Hello there, Edwin, and happy Friday to you, my friend. Hello, Andrew. It is Friday. It is the end of the week. It is the end of the week, the last of our discussions on Psalm 52. We hope that you'll join us on Monday for our bonus content, a discussion on Psalm 53. And we are hurtling towards a new series, uh, new season, I should say, of Text Talk. And we're going to be looking at the Gospel of Matthew. So exciting things are coming along. In the meantime, we've got this discussion group going, or I should say Facebook group going for Text Talk. We'd love to see you over there. And it's Friday, which means if you're in the Tampa area we for the weekend, we hope you'll come by and see us at Livingston. want to drive you over to our website, christiansmeethere.org, for all the information about our service times. Looking forward to that. As we turn our attention back then to Psalm 52, uh, Edwin, what uh, what translation are you going to read for us today? I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, Psalm 52, for the choir director, a Davidic mascal, when Doeg the Edomite went and reported to Saul, telling him, David went to Ahimelech's house. Why brag about evil, you hero? God's faithful love is constant. Like a sharpened razor, your tongue devises destruction, working treachery. You love evil instead of good, lying instead of speaking truthfully. You love any words that destroy, you treacherous tongue. This is why God will bring you down forever. He will take you, ripping you out of your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will look on with awe and ridicule him. Here's the man who would not make God his refuge but trusted in the abundance of his riches, taking refuge in his destructive behavior. But I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in God's faithful love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. In the presence of your faithful people, I will place my hope in your name, for it is good. We like to, on Fridays, draw those connections to Jesus Christ that we're seeing here in the Psalms, and I think Psalm 52 is no exception. Even being given this this historical setting, this historical root uh, in the heading, um, and a- actually off the top of my head, I- I'm actually not aware where Psalm 52 is quoted I don't believe in it the is. New Testament. I don't believe but, it is. But uh, boy, there's certainly some stuff going on here that echoes the New Testament and the dealings of Jesus particularly. So here's where I start on this, is that as David proclaims himself, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of the Lord forever and ever. Look, this is this is David in his role as God's anointed, as God's chosen. He is the one that God has this covenant with. Mm-hmm. And when we see that, what we see is, well, the ultimate the mm. ultimate of this covenant, the ultimate fulfillment of this covenant, the ultimate of this green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord is Jesus. Amen. Is Jesus. You know, it's interesting when da- when Jesus is being carried along to the cross, he says to the, the women, if this is how you're going to behave in the green tree, how will you behave in the dry? Mm. You know, there's very a very real sense what Jesus is pointing out is, look, God's chosen is here among you. You're being blessed. If you're going to act like this when you've got the blessing of the green yeah. tree, yeah. Oh, what are you going to do when it's the dry tree, which is, of course, where they're going to be in AD 70. The Garden of Gethsemane is one full of olive trees. 
you know, as, as the Lord was praying there, that the cup would pass for him and, and just in the shadow of the temple. It's all of these olive trees right there. So here is the ultimate blessing. He is the one who is the tree mm-hmm. planted in the house of the Lord, no matter who is speaking against him, which automatically makes me think about, okay, now let me walk through, Andrew, see if you can get there with me. Who are the people that spoke against the Lord? People who, I don't know, lied about him, conspired against him, betrayed him, um, <laughs> said things that... You mean even before the multitudes who were shouting, crucify him, crucify him, you're thinking more specifically... I'm thinking even before those guys. before those yeah, guys? Maybe in Gethsemane, where you were just talking mm-hmm. about under the shadow of those green olive trees. Yeah. You know, somebody comes in, he, had been, he was deceptive. Yes. And he walks up to Jesus and he gives him... A kiss of friendship. Kiss of friendship. And yet, mm, not so much. Yeah. Judas Iscariot. If there is one that comes to our mind when we read about these uh, boasting and, and full of zeal for money, but but going against God's people and God's anointed. Yeah, I think of Judas. I, when I read when I read Psalm 52 on Sunday, beginning of the week within this psalm, I, I mean, honestly, Judas came to my mind. He's been in my mind all week long. You you specifically brought up the money, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's that's clearly why does Judas betray Jesus? Yeah, 30 pieces of silver. I don't have any idea why that was a satisfactory amount to sell out the guy that's been your master and teacher and the one that you've claimed as the Messiah for the last three years. But uh, but he was willing to do it. Here's the money. He's yeah. John shared about Judas that he was uh, he was dipping into the treasury box. So I mean yeah. he he did have a greed issue. We yeah. would say yeah. He's got and, a problem with that. Preachers embezzling funds. I guess it's an old old story. <laughs> well, it is. And so uh, I I don't know what all was going on with Judas. I understand that. uh, I mean, even I, as I've tried to walk through what might be going on in his head, there's a part of me that thinks that Judas probably thought Jesus, there's no way they can kill Jesus. And when he, when he's ultimately found guilty, Judas then goes, of course, and hangs himself. Right. Uh, He, it, it didn't turn out the way he wanted. By the time it was done, it was his, oh wait, it was his own destruction that his words and his actions promoted. Ah, That gets us back to Psalm 52. It does get us back to Psalm 52. Even in the setting, okay, you you have Doeg, right, who says, what did he say? He said, uh, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. He's over here, right? And that's Judas' role. Judas' role in the betrayal is to give the shout out because the, the enemies of Jesus, we can't take him when all the crowds are around, but where's he going at night? Where's he going to be? They needed that inside man to be able to tell them that's what he did on the night of the betrayal. You mentioned the kiss, yeah. which is certainly a poetic, uh, you know, stab in the back uh, move there. But but it is. It's betrayal. Here he is. I I just I just can't help but see here. So when I think about me today, mm. I mean I would never I would never be Judas. Mm. I would never betray my Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would never point out to the Roman soldiers or to the Jewish scribes and Pharisees, here's where he is, hunt him down, now you can put him on trial right. and you can have him executed. Right. I would I would never do that. I hope you can tell from my tone of voice that I am speaking somewhat tongue-in-cheek here because I think there's the what I have to recognize is I I've lied. 
Mm. I've been the deceiver. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Yeah. I've yeah. been the person that plots my own destruction even without realizing it as I've as I've deceived yeah, and you have and, and you have loved evil more than good. I, and you have been... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for outing me right here on the podcast. Ooh, Look, that, I, that was a doeg move right there. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just uh, here he is. Let me let me see. That wasn't even in the back, man. Yeah. So let me see if I can pull this knife right out of my chest. I guess I should have given you the kiss. You know, <laughs> hey, listen, that, that I mean, but it's true. It is true. As much as I hate to say it, that is exactly true. There have been times when I have loved evil more than good. I've chosen evil instead of good. I have to, brother. I mean, I have to. Yeah. That that's that's the nature of sin. Mm-hmm. We we sing the song I was not in the garden. Mm. And yet, how does that that when we get to the chorus, I'm the one. I'm the one. You know, I wasn't shouting crucify him. I wasn't I wasn't the one who betrayed him there. I wasn't the one who fled. But but yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. That was me. Every time I sin on earth, it's not just I feel like I'm the one. I mean, I am the one. And, of course, the the beautiful thing is that Jesus knew that yeah. when he went to the cross. Yeah. 2,000 years ago, Jesus knew these sins that I would commit. There's not a single sin that I have committed that when I committed, Jesus said, whoa, I I wasn't I wasn't didn't prepared that for that coming. one. I didn't see that coming. Even the betrayal. I mean, it, it it's evident in John thirteen. Jesus knew that he would be betrayed. He yeah. said, "What you do, do, do quickly." He knew he would do it, uh, and and he suffered that pain and allowed it to transpire. Well, that reminds me of the foot washing there, where to me it's such a beautiful connection that you have the foot washing in John 13, and it's it's as that foot washing that's closing that John brings up the passage about the heel that's raised against me. Right. And I've always, when I've seen that, to me it's just amazing. Jesus knew that there was going to be a heel raised against him, and what had he just done with that heel? He'd been washing it. He had just been washing that heel. Wow. Washing the heel that is going to be raised against me. And so this is what's really sad is that Judas, he did plot his own destruction. Mm-hmm. He did plot his own demise, but it didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not that I'm saying he could perform this betrayal and just get away with it. But, but because of his betrayal, Jesus went to the cross and died for the sins, and he even died for that sin. Yeah. But Judas... Rather than turning to the Lord Jesus as the green tree, Mm -hmm. rather than remembering the steadfast love of the Lord, rather than coming back, he hanged himself. Yeah. Which worldly grief, we are told, leads to death. It is godly grief that leads to repentance and salvation. So when I read here in Psalm 52, just, just to dovetail with what you're saying, the righteous also shall see and fear. Mm. There's lessons to be taken even from Judas and even from his betrayal and this terrible end. One of them would be, I think as you're pointing out, that uh, we have opportunity to repent. The Lord has made the sacrifice to bring about forgiveness for our sins, even those things that we find heinous and, and deplorable and we have a hard time forgiving ourselves for. Maybe we, you know, see ourselves in that light of Judas. You know, 
you were talking about uh, earlier in this week in one of the conversations about just kind of attitudes towards sin, mm-hmm. right? Well, I see a growing attitude towards uh, Christianity and walking away from Christianity and that people say, you know, I'm going through a deconversion now or a deconstruction now. and I got to figure out who I am and where I believe. Um, you know, they walk away from the Lord and they leave the Lord. And I think that they need to know if they have breath, if they have opportunity, that, that, that there's an opportunity to, to come back, to be restored to the Lord. Even if you've said it publicly. Said it publicly. On Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. That's exactly right. You can come back. You can come back. And, and you need to come back. Don't be Judas. Don't be Judas. Be Peter. Yeah. Be yeah. Peter. Yeah. Who qualitatively did the same thing when he denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. Mm-hmm. He went out and wept, but the godly sorrow brought him back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be with the Livingston Avenue Christians on Sunday. We'd love to see you. We'd love to help you if you need to come back to the Lord. Uh, look, don't wait till then. Email us right right now. Yeah, yeah. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd be happy to help you come back to the Lord. We'd be happy to answer any questions and talk with you about the Lord. Season two is wrapped up. We've got a bonus week next week, Psalm 53. But uh, Andrew, why don't you just go ahead and wrap us up in prayer right now. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for this psalm, for Psalm 52. Lord, as as we look at it and, and take it into our hearts, we do see echoes of it in other places in the scriptures about Judas' betrayal and, and Peter's denial. And we look at our own lives and situations and see times where if our words we've not denied you, maybe practically we have. There might have been some listening to this that, no, no, in their words they have denied and betrayed as well. God, thank you for your grace and your mercy, your long suffering that has given us a moment to consider our path and consider our ways and consider the path back to you through Christ. Then in the end, what we want to be is this fruitful olive tree planted that never goes away, to be with you forever, to praise you forever. God, please, Father, by your grace and mercy, bring us there through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.